Hi listeners, welcome to Business Line podcast. This is your host Anjana. Recently, we have listened to the Kavalaya song from the movie Jada. Well, some of you might get confused it as a song performed by Tamanna or Simran or even Kajal Agarwal. This is because though the song was performed by Tamanna, there were many videos shared across social media with the deep fakes of different actresses. It might appear as entertaining, but there are some dangers underlying this innovation. At this juncture I spoke to Namita Vishwanath partner in Dislow on what are the legal provisions to deal with deep fakes listen in thank you so much ma'am for agreeing to do this with us and it is a pleasure to have you with us on our show today hi pleasure is mine thank you very much for having me here great the topic deep fakes is something that's been here in our society or in today's world for a couple of years or maybe in the last couple of months we have been having a discussion about it everywhere so recently we saw that uh, one of the songs from the movie jailer where uh, uh, we saw tamna uh, who is in the song called kavalaya and then we saw that a uh, video is replicated in a similar way where simran is dancing to the song called kavalaya which became a big discussion so this is where i started having a real concern about deep fakes what are the different kind of dangers that's associated with deep fakes and on a scale of 1 to 10 how dangerous is deep fakes in our society today like you rightly said i think um, deep fakes actually have been around for a while uh, but i think what has changed the game really is that the quality of the deep fake mm. is getting better and better to a point where the you know lines i mean the the you know it's blurring the line between what is real and what is not mm-hmm. you know traditionally even though there was there was probably ai being used to generate an audio piece or generate some video piece mm-hmm. at that point you could tell from the pixels etc that it was not the same as original okay. and in that sense it was seen as more acceptable mm. but today when it's actually leading to public confusion in terms mm-hmm. of what is original and what is not mm. there is a overall perception that it could erode public confidence altogether in any content which is generated mm. in terms of is this even legitimate or not Okay now uh, you know that i think that is the real you know reason why there has been so much chatter about this topic and concern hmm. now having said that again some of the more recent use cases have also prompted some concerns for hmm. instance during the whole russia invasion of ukraine hmm. there was a video released i'm sure several of our uh, you know listeners would have seen this that mm-hmm. where the ukrainian president was asking his soldiers to surrender to russia yeah Now, yeah yeah was, yes yeah this was again a deep fake so this is a case where you know it's it's uh, ai is being misused you know for mm-hmm. uh, for you know for political reasons etc and mm-hmm. that could lead to a lot of concerns now mm-hmm. similarly we also see a lot of situations where because of deep fakes mm-hmm. you know uh, there are videos posted involving minors or mm-hmm. pornography videos etc which brings a lot of disrepute and mm-hmm. um, you know threatens the well-being and safety of the concerned people mm-hmm. so i think these are some of the recent instances where 
because you can no longer tell what is uh, a, you know a fake and what is not mm-hmm. it is leading to certain concerns that you could have no control over content which is generated about you and you okay. could you probably can't even control the consequences of that mm, understood how do you think that we could curb this don't you think that this is going to be a very concerning issue to our society even in in the near future and it might be even used to uh, like satisfy or to create a personal vengeance so on those lines do you think that it is time for us to create strong legal provisions to curb this yeah i i think uh, see completely curbing or banning it might not be a solution mm. firstly because uh you know it is going to then restrict the growth of technology and going to curb tech innovation okay and to a large extent the you know this originated to i think in in the context of tech advancements to kind of plug the gaps where we needed it for instance you know when you had the whole fast and furious 7 mm. at that point it was paul walkers uh, you know deep fake which was generated uh, exactly. where his yeah you know where his brother could step in uh, for him and they could still superimpose paul's uh, face on it and still go ahead with the movie so there are for, for you know for every uh, you know negative use case there there are certain positive use cases as well and mm-hmm. that is what i think prompted this mm-hmm. again i think another challenge with completely curbing it will be how do we enforce something like that okay i think today uh, you know tech tech has reached a stage where it is really borderless it is there is no way to confine any activity to a particular jurisdiction a particular country even so mm. it becomes very difficult to kind of curb something like this because firstly you don't know where this you know the content originated you know whether and and who is responsible is it the one that originated it the one that shared it you know it creates mm. a lot of questions like this mm. and then again you know penalizing and imposing penalties on the wrongdoer becomes very difficult because you don't know which um, mm. court really has jurisdiction to handle something like this okay. i would think a rather better way to maybe and and mm. maybe more in keeping with the current times would be that we have existing laws i mean while mm. we don't have a standalone law to curb this danger mm. we do have a lot of existing laws that have the required provisions for instance mm. we um, you know we have the indian penal code which uh, has provisions about you know against cheating against dishonesty you know um, then again we have the information technology act also which um you know particularly talks about cheating in the context of using a computer resource mm-hmm. so we do have certain existing provisions mm-hmm. i think the indian courts also have to start interpreting these provisions in the context of emerging mm-hmm. technologies mm-hmm. taking into account that some of these have to now be seen in that context i think then i, I think right now there is a gap in enforcement rather than there being a gap in you know having a legal framework so i All think right. we have to start going back to the mm. existing laws and looking at them with a fresh lens okay do you feel that we need to have more supervision from legal authorities when it comes to people and their privacy yeah i think uh, yes while definitely it will be good to i mean more than more supervision mm. it will be good to have uh, legal authorities whether it is police whether it is uh, you know the courts um deal okay. i mean look at the existing laws in a manner that 
also covers these you know these crimes All right, so okay. it will definitely help them to broaden the scope of you know how these laws are read and interpreted mm-hmm. um i but but having said that i think this is a collective responsibility for instance mm-hmm. even users of the internet have to exercise caution in terms of how much data they put out there okay. uh having i mean you know you you need to understand the fact that once the data is uh on the internet it is harder to then i mean you kind of on some level lose control in terms of what could possibly be circulated and how it could possibly be used so i think users should exercise some discretion in what they put out then again there is a need to be very careful with your uh access credentials whether it is your social media handles whether it is your you know confidential data you need to be slightly careful about who can access your uh data who can access your profile information etc so that it is not misused and yeah like i said even in terms of the law enforcement authorities i think it will help if they also handle these matters more sensitively because often you see you know women children being the victims of something like this so it will be helpful if they handle it sensitively and they are also very prompt and quick in terms of the resolution because these matters often i mean where it takes a negative turn it often is detrimental to one's personal reputation and privacy so it's important that they get resolved on priority so do you think that this issue of deep fake can be an extremely concerning problem to celebrities and stars while what you're saying definitely is you know um very likely because see deep fakes is uh possibly going to be uh, seen more widely in the context of recognizable faces and recognizable personalities so yes i think they would probably be more prone to being subject to something like this but having said that if you look at presently our ipr laws we don't really have any provisions that specifically deal out deal with deep fakes you know in a standalone manner mm. in fact if you look at our copyright laws these have historically been interpreted to also cover the personality rights but mm. that is more in the context of recognizable personalities and celebrities mm-hmm. so why yes they probably are more likely to uh face something like this mm. i would think that the copyright laws also are better equipped to provide remedies to celebrities as opposed to a common man because okay. it might be harder to establish one's personality rights in the case of a well known public figure mm. the certain traits of their personality are already widely known yeah. and hence it's easier to demonstrate that those are unique to your personality and hence are you know akin to your intellectual property Okay. but in the context of a non public figure this mm. always becomes harder so mm. in that way i would think that the remedies become also become more difficult for a person who is not in the public eye there was a recent incident in kerala where a man was trapped in a fraud where someone created a deep fake of his friend and asked for almost 40000 rupees for their uh, medical help mm. so in this kind of a situation what are the legal provisions that can be used or that can be useful for the uh, for that person who got trapped in this kind of fraud yeah i think because we don't have a separate legal framework on deep fake and uh, you know misuse of deep fakes um and we because we go back to the other um 
existing statutes that we have. It will really depend on the facts and circumstances of the case. Now, in something like this, it appears like there was, you know, either dishonesty or cheating or misrepresentation or forgery or something like that involved. So accordingly, I would think, you know, and again, whether it is happening digitally, offline, etc., I think provisions of IT Act and the Indian Penal Code will have to be triggered. In some of the remote parts of our country, not many may be aware of deep fakes. Do you think it is important to conduct awareness sessions for them? Uh, actually, very interesting question. I think it is getting to a stage where it is important to take responsibility both as a content generator and content consumer. I think it has to come at both levels. I think as a user of internet, it's important to be aware of, you know, the of course, you're aware of the benefits and the access to a lot of data that you get. You mm. also need to be aware of what risks that you are exposing yourself to. Okay. So yes, I think some of um, you know this awareness building will definitely help. I think, mm. but in recent times, I have also seen that certain law enforcement authorities have mm. been putting out advisories. Okay. For the benefit of you know the consumers, the, yeah, the general public. Mm. using internet and I think that is definitely a positive step in that direction mm. but you know interestingly you also find certain other countries like if you look at globally what approach is being taken to address some of these um, so China uh, and even more recently EU is adopting this approach where platforms who are sharing deep fake generated content are mm. required to label such content in a fine text Okay. indicating that this is uh, a deep fake. Of course, there are certain exceptions to this. For instance, I guess if you're trying to exercise your fundamental rights or in the public interest that you don't label it, then mm -hmm. maybe there are exceptions. But mm -hmm. like that is the case with, I, I would think, most legal frameworks in India as well. Okay. But that responsibility to label it makes it clear that there is no intention to deceive the you know, user of or the consumer of the content. Okay. Now, you know, um, now having said this, to what extent can, you know, something like this be actively enforced remains to be seen. Mm. The other thing we could also evaluate is that, uh, you know, as uh, we already have an, an existing framework for intermediaries, mm. where you have these guidelines issued under the IT Act, where intermediaries being any digital platforms that are facilitating communication of content are mm. required to facilitate with takedown of any content that is unlawful oh okay um yeah so we already have that framework which could also be handy but so far the judicial uh precedence and the approach overall has been to encourage takedown of content triggered by either a court order or the order of a law enforcement authority opposed to active monitoring and voluntary takedown of content because the the concern being that active monitoring could curtail someone's you know free speech okay now yeah so i think here again something like this will have to be looked at and we have to draw a fine balance between you know, mm. to what extent an intermediary can monitor some of this con content to discourage misuse of a deep fake in a manner that is going to mislead the public. Okay. While not while ensuring that they don't go too active in terms of monitoring and then threaten their own safe harbor uh, mm. framework. I think that is again something that we'll have to kind of balance it out. 
I think other than that, I guess even, you know, device manufacturers probably should look at and, you know, device, I mean, again, even software developers should probably look at technology that helps to provide a higher level of security mm-hmm. um, to ensure that it is harder to create deep fakes or mm-hmm. if it is being done, it is with the consent of the concerned person. How do you think that deepfakes can be misused to propagate political agendas? I, I think this is, uh, I mean, just another instance where a deepfake is being used, you know, to drive political goals of, you know, a certain party, etc. in a manner that is detrimental to the others. For instance, I think we had such a situation where in 2020, uh, mm-hmm. several Michigan voters got mysterious call, calls, you know, asking them to stay at home and not vote, which mm. would directly impact the outcome of the elections. Yes. Then again, you know, this whole the Russia-Ukraine war example I gave earlier mm. was another mm. instance. These are instances of misuse, which is why it is, you know, some some of the measures we spoke of earlier, whether it is labeling such thing or being very clear that you, you know, you basically do it only you you don't do it in a manner which is going to be deceptive or misleading to the audience will go a long way. There are also positives. For instance, let's say, you know, while while during the build up to an election, it may not be possible for a political leader to be at multiple places at the same time. Yeah. So in those cases, you know, this might actually help in, uh, you know, generating pre-recorded messages and being made accessible to multiple uh, sets of the public at the same time. So okay. there are positive ways to use it as well, mm-hmm. but it should not be used in a manner, you know, to embarrass political opponents or to negatively influence the outcome of uh, you know, an, an election, etc. Because that in many ways then obviously becomes unconstitutional and is also you're taking away. I mean, you're basically, basically infringing on people's rights. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Understood. So another problem that we have around deep fake is definitely deep fake pornography, right? So what are the ways that you feel that we can curb deep fake pornography? So, um, again, I don't know if we can really curb it because the mm-hmm. challenge is that it is, um, you know, they, it, it is already happening to a large extent. What okay. can be done is, um, of course, better enforcement of our existing laws that prevent mm-hmm. and, um, you know, address this crime mm-hmm. uh, in a manner which also takes into account that it could happen via deep fake also uh, because obviously when the laws were framed it was not taking into account you know certain more new age use cases Mm -hmm. Um, so of course I think interpreting those laws in the context of some of these technologies will help Mm -hmm. Um, I mean you know I think in the in the absence of having a robust standalone um, legislation which really addresses deep fake we'll have Mm -hmm. to look at how existing laws can be interpreted and adapted to address some of this. I think the other thing is, of course, uh, like, you know, how the law enforcement authorities have been putting out advisories. They could Mm -hmm. continue doing that and, you know, making it clear that even deep fakes used for something like this Mm -hmm. will be prone to penalties and exposed to that risk. It's Mm -hmm. not just, you know, because you're using AI, you are going to be shielded mm. from that mm. so maybe some of those that awareness and putting out that advisory might also help though we are speaking about what are the negative 
effects that it will have on our society do you think that we have ways in which where we can use deep fakes in a very positive way and could create great results so okay i i in fact think that when you use them in a manner that I mean with the consent of the concerned person and mm. with the with the knowledge that this is you know i mean without misleading the mm. consumers mm. i think there are a lot of benefits for instance i think so much progress has been made in you know whether it is content on your in your movies ott platforms all because of deep fakes okay um, so i mean in, in terms of a lot of the you know say say some dangerous stunts that you see in a movie mm. all of that can be handled without risking any you know anyone's personal life or safety Great. just mm. by you know deep 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 fakes for instance mm. that is one instance where you could do that okay um similarly i guess also if somebody wants to communicate um, mm. you know some audio message in a manner that is accessible to multiple people at the same time without being able to actually be present in each of the locations again using ai goes a long way okay. so there are a lot of positive use cases where it can be used mm. i think the key is that to get it legally right mm. if you are generating some you know uh, and you are using ai to generate content based on a particular individual it has to be with their consent Mm. and it has to be in a manner that doesn't mislead the public do you think if we keep a lot of restrictions or if we keep curbing or keep stopping uh, deep fake or uh, its its formation is it a way of hindering the creativity of creators like this actually that was the reason why i have you know not been focusing so much on curbing or banning this Yes, because I'm I certainly sure. believe it is important to strike the right balance. You know, curbing this completely will mean that there is no innovation on the tech side when it comes to AI, and mm-hmm. it is you know, and the reason why deep fakes got better and better because mm-hmm. because there was that kind of you know better uh, advancement in technology. So that is definitely a positive development. Okay. So I think we should strike that balance where we. encourage further innovation while having safeguards in place so that it is not misused what is your final note to our listeners as we wrap up this discussion on deep fakes firstly access the internet with responsibility mm-hmm. uh, if you are putting out any content there um, you know be be guarded about what you put out particularly personal photographs etc which are accessible on social media accounts mm. um then maybe you can always educate your family and friends in terms of deep fakes what it entails what the risks are try to uh, you know when when you look at videos that you know spark a conversation you can try and identify whether they are deep fake you know maybe uh, not taking everything at face value and if you come across any instances where you suspect something like this i think prompt reporting will definitely be helpful thank you so much ma'am it was a pleasure to have you with us on our podcast my pleasure thank you so much it was lovely talking to you listeners i hope you had a great time listening to us this is your host anjana signing off